got you in your headphones or out of your speakers. It's us, the Sidelines Podcast, as my voice is blowing. <laughs> it's me, Cordo. I'm your host. I'm here with my other host, my man. It is definitely AP over here, Cordo. How you going, mate? You recovered. The sickness is back. The sickness is back. It's it's just literally launched back right before I've gone on air. I gave you the uh, I gave you the proverbial rains back for a week, but it was maybe it was too early in the piece. Just the, I think just the pressure of it all. Like early days, I wasn't nervous. Now I feel like weight of expectation. It's making my voice crack. This this bar, this lofty bar that I've yeah. set. I'm becoming the podcast version of you know the teenage worker from The Simpsons. The guy who bobs up in like every role and his voice is just like, okay, sir. It's a felony to abuse the speaker box, sir. <laughs> I'm becoming that guy. Uh, but mate, how you been? Been good. Uh, busy as as is the way, but I can tell you what, uh, looking forward to the chat as always, but definitely looking forward to the Easter break. Yes, the extra days, the mini Christmas holiday. Very weird too. It's, uh, you know throwback thursday uh this time last year everybody was gearing up for stay the hell home in australia yes uh which was depressing uh but here we are not proverbially locked down except for queensland and little did we know that on the horizon 12 months ago you and i were about to embark on one of the single greatest moments of self-delusion when we decided we should do a podcast and people will want to listen to it you are correct. <laughs> and here we are, here still we are. on the airwaves. We've, we're actually lasting longer than COVID in Australia. <laughs> for now. It's, yeah. it's really a, a tit-for-tat race. The pandemic pod. <laughs> but no, I've been well, mate. And you've been, you've been kicking along? Yeah, I've been chugging along. I've been sticking to my New Year's resolution. We won't go into detail about it, but golf is happening. It's still chugging along. Yes, you have, you're you're acquiring gear at a rate of knots. Exactly, and I am I'm at high risk of becoming like those tourists that you see that have like a camera, but they have like bulk professional camera equipment just to take a photo of like a chimp at the zoo. <laughs> yeah, if you don't if you don't have the the, the Nikon and all that sort of stuff, then yeah. are you even taking photos? Exactly, exactly. Like, uh, uh, you use an iPhone? That's fine. I use my SLR. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little bit like that. Um, but now I'm loving it. Despite mixed results. <laughs> <laughs> but, mate, in other news, speaking of other purchases, we decided that podcasting is one thing, uh, being bulk entrepreneurs is another thing. Let, so I'll be, let you I'll let you hype this. Well, let's be fair. The, we are entrepreneurs and this is one of our mini streams you're listening to of our broadened horizon of scopes. But uh, for those listeners out there, uh, when we broached the subject of these NBA Bitcoin moment things, um, <laughs> I still maintain that's how I will describe it because <laughs> that is kind of what it is. Uh Cordo and I decided out of the greater good and, you know, we owe it to the people to find out what's going on. Uh, we pulled some dollary dues together, put it over into our Bitcoin wallet on this platform. And after a bunch of effort, like I kid you not, it was genuine effort. There was tears. Uh, I was so annoying. It's so annoying to buy these damn things. So I set the scene. It's like, yeah, you can buy a pack and you're going to buy a pack and there'll be 
they're like, there's 20,000 packs. And you're like, cool. All right, I can get around that. And there's, oh, there's 250,000 people in the line and we've put you at position 190,000 for this pack of which is 20,000. So simple math says, not good for the sidelines. <laughs> but alas, we persevered and we now own some Bitcoin moments, Cordo. Yes, which are basically like a, a digital video clip. Yeah, it's like a little, the best way to describe it is it's about a 10 second highlight. And for those who are asking or are going to ask, I don't, we don't own the rights to this. So if it pops up on Instagram, we aren't suddenly like, oh, come at us fam, here we go. Uh, we, just, we just own it on this platform. Yeah, we yeah we can't actually sue anyone. In in reality, ESPN could sue us because we have their copyrighted content. Yeah, that's and, more that's more accurate. That's an accurate description of what may happen. I mean, there's going to be people out there. My mum, for one, will go. So let me get this straight. You said how ridiculous this thing was. You made fun of it, and then the first thing you did is go, ah, oh, but I actually kind of want one now. <laughs> and we went ahead and did it. Look. It's just sort of part of who we are. Look, sometimes someone needs to take the bullet and do the research for the people. So we had to do the research. Yeah. Um, but look, we don't really know how to share it, but we'll do a little thing later. Um, we'll take a little photo of what it was look like. But so Courtney and I, we did a bit of a, a share screen, uh, as is the way before our, our session. And Cordo, for you as the... The onlooker on my screen, do you think the juice was worth the squeeze? <laughs> Not in the slightest. <laughs> it was very, like, it was exciting, but equally violently underwhelming all at once. Like, I didn't know how to feel. Did it not help that we didn't get something cool? No. I mean, okay. Okay. We, we, got, we got some cool-ish things, but... So for those out there, we, we kind of got, let's call them B-grade players in the league doing yeah. relatively routine stuff. Yeah, like shots that we could make. <laughs> there's, there's probably some mayo on that, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's just say we could make them. But, you know, we, we didn't get some limited edition, uh, you know, James Harden step back or, you know, a Michael Jordan cool dunk. We, we didn't get anything like that. So, because you would have heard about it, because um, we would have sold it. Yeah. Um, but look, I'm still willing to continue down this path because I need to see if there is some proverbial juice. Yeah, that's true. And look, it's essentially a digital basketball cards. So you literally open the digital pack and out come the cards. So I guess it's no different to back in the day when you save up your money and you go and you buy like five packs of upper deck basketball cards and you get like four john stark's moments cards and you're just like ah oh. yeah the, so far the the biggest annoyance is just how limited like i can't we can't even get the we can't even get the things to have a look at the things <laughs> yeah we can't even we want to be we want to flippantly spend and we can't flippantly spend yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> stop stop regulating what we're trying to do it's like when you're stuck in a bar and there's a huge queue and you know you just sit there and you're like i just want to buy that whole bottle of 22 dollar vodka for 60 dollars. can you just let me buy it and there's one guy there and he's like all the beer taps are gone we're going yeah. to give everyone a soda water at a time yeah 
like it's the ultimate shut up and take my money. <laughs> but look, we'll we'll continue on this path. But that is the update. Yeah, official Bitcoin NBA Top Shot owner guys. Yeah, three people listening in wanted to know what happened with it. One person kind of understands what it is we're actually talking about. The rest of you have potentially kicked the episode for today and gone, well, I'll tune in next week, boys. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we move right along. Mate, AFL, I want to touch on something quickly. And this is fine for people that are non-free fans. There was a moment on the weekend where Chris Scott, who is the coach at Geelong, an identical twin, a man that we've raised questions in the past of how all of a sudden he got super tanned and got like super handsome Greek man hair. So he's he got looked, a lot of salt and pepper going on. Yes. A great, like re- a lot. Yeah. Real he's, fast. Is it weird to say he's aging well? <laughs> no, but it's just too fast. Yeah. There's something about it. That's not right. The same way that Warney turned into like a plastic doll. Chris Scott is turning into a Greek shipping merchant. <laughs> but Brisbane Lions player Lockie Neal, Brownlow medalist, league MVP. At quarter time, they crossed paths and Lockie Neal apparently chirped something at Chris Scott. And Chris Scott walked over to the Brisbane Lions player huddle and started to yap back at Lockie Neal. So you've got this on the broadcast, like these two effectively having some little heated words and you've got Geelong players trying to pull their coach away and Brisbane players kind of chirping back at the coach and pulling their player away. Now, what I want to know from you is, what are your thoughts on a coach and a player getting into words? Bad look or awesome look? Mm, I, think it's a, I think it's a look that's no longer in the era. Okay, I, I I think that sort of tilt uh, aggression isn't. It's just not part of sort of any games. It's sort of not what's sort of like. I mean, and let's also go with the other lens where general player aggression against each other is so so stamped out. You know, yeah. this week the AFL, this week and last week the AFL has gone super hard on on bumps that are over the top that have caused injury behind the play hits. Yeah, uh, that you know, it's their game. They don't like it. Coaches yelling at players this day and age. The AFL hates that kind of stuff. Yeah, I will premise and say, 10, 20 years ago, I'm all about it. Love it. Like, yeah, going over to the other huddle, like I don't mind a bit of lip, you know, as a coach walks past, you know, gets sort of stuck into him. But when it's like full on dragging apart, uh, it seems a bit more, you know, a bit full on. And I, to be honest, I don't actually think it works. Yeah. I mean, the one time, this is back from my play day, which <laughs> we're in a, I think it was a prelim or a semifinal, and we we're playing against a team who I will premise were te- more talented than us. Uh, <laughs> also combined with the fact that most of our team decided to not rock up and play, or if they did play, were injured. So <laughs> it was a great combination of a few different things. Uh, this dude was a sharpshooter, uh, sharpshooter full forward, Probably no bigger than me. He had a set shot from about 55 on the boundary. Yeah. Uh, massive kick. But he started his run-up pr- very close to our bench. Like, re- very, very close. Our coach is just lashing into him. You're not going to kick this, Benny. you got no chance. And he just <laughs> casually walked in off maybe half a dozen steps, kicked the laziest, dead-eye, 
drop punt from 55 meters and then just looked at him and shrugged his shoulders and we're just like george can you never speak again like ever <laughs> like whatever it was you were trying to do had the negative effect of what it was that you were hoping the outcome was going to be i would prefer you just didn't say anything <laughs> i love that i'm playing devil's advocate i like it because i think it's what's missing from sport i want that energy but I will say this, I reckon there's a crossover point and it relates to the age of the coach. So Chris Scott's in like his 40s, I'm pretty sure, maybe yep. early 40s. I reckon if you were like in your 60s and full gray hair, it crosses over into this weird like angry old man yelling kind of thing. Do you get where I'm going with this? Yep. It's like the optics of it. Like... Are you a middle-aged coach that looks like you could still throw hands? Or are you an old coach who looks like if the player, <clears throat> excuse me, arced up at you, you potentially have a heart attack? I reckon there's a cutoff point. So I'm yeah. all for it. Effectively, I'm trying to justify seeing carnage. <laughs> <laughs> Same as the NBA. I love when the coaches bark back at players and you've got the referees and the media and the players and... I lo- you know what I love? I love players walking a player or a coach away from conflict. But see, the NBA hates it too. The NBA, they, you know, they're throwing techs out for everything. Yeah. You get a tech. I get a tech. That guy gets a tech. <laughs> yeah. Everybody gets a tech tech. But, I, but that is one of my favorite things in sport is the way the angry player flails their arms up at the person that's dragging them away. You know, like those classic moments where it's like, get off me, man. Oh, my favorite thing. Look, it is one of those things where you, you want the passion to be in the game, but it's just not, it's just unfortunate that that's just not what is done anymore. Un- unless it is those coaches that like Popovich uh, if Mick Malthouse is still coaching, the, these guys that are from an era past have so much cred built up that they can kind of do whatever they want. Yeah, that's true. There's like an invincible vibe that they get to carry. But look, I guarantee they're probably going to rule it out and fine him. And all they'll, all they'll do the AFL thing, which would be like, what? Something happened? Yeah, they did, did that. Uh, did they? <laughs> I read an article that said he'd been wrapped over the knuckles privately, whatever that meant. Seemed a little bit weirdly sexual for my, for what, my liking. What, they set the tickle monster onto him. <laughs> Don't you do it again! <laughs> now, speaking of looks that people can and can't pull off, i got to ask you this, and we're guilty of this. Yes. We're members of this community. Mm-hmm. We need to solve one of the greatest... Uh, issues that has plagued our society for generations. Can white guys pull off Jordans and high tops? Are you seeking my instant feedback? Yeah, I am. I'm putting you <laughs> on the spot. Look, it's a dangerous topic for me because I'm a man <laughs> who, without fail, will bring up my favorite Jordan website and this is once every six months, and go down this belief path that I can, in fact, pull them off and that it suits my style. I'm, in fact, incredibly wrong. I can never pull it off. <laughs> <There's> <laughs> not, it just doesn't work. I will 
caveat that I feel like if I lived in the States, I've got more of a battling chance. Yeah. More it's not acceptable. really. It's more acceptable in the states for everybody to wear them. Over and that, but that's also like back into the uh, the old Seinfeld runners with jeans. Uh, oh, loose jeans. It's all about the sneans. But, but that is, it's still very slow to filter out as morally acceptable here in uh, Oz. Yeah, I know you're a man who still thinks he can do it. Um, oh, but I never would. Uh, but I, I I think part of what brings it down is, and this seems to be far more prevalent in the Caucasian community, we just don't have good legs. <laughs> and so wearing high-top Jordans with shorts, it really draws the eye to your legs. Jordans and shorts, I don't know how it's even... It doesn't make any mathematical sense, uh, but apparently white guys just know. Doesn't matter yeah. what the situation is, just no. Well, I think it's because we look in the mirror and go, "Hmm, that's interesting." I thought my legs were there, and instead, it appears to be two blocks of cheese or seafood <laughs> attached to my knees. Like my calves look, and I've got a Kiwi mate that we rip on him about this all the time that he has calamari legs. Like, <laughs> but equally, I think I go, "Wow, my legs look like feta." So. You and I both know this. We know this every time we look at new shoes. Yeah. Specifically Jordans or casual, let's call them casual basketball attire. <laughs> yeah. uh, will it stop you looking? Oh, no, never. It, it also doesn't stop me buying. But they're just <laughs> in the box with the tags on. And people go, oh, you're a collector, you're collecting. Like, no, I just can't ever come up with a scenario where I can wear them and not feel like a douche. Those damn situational times for Jordans. What other outfits do you think white guys, and we talk about us as white guys, white guys that we think we can pull off, but we can't? There's a lot. (laughs) (laughs) The other thing that's probably a standout is that there's a lot you can pull off, but you're really shoehorning yourself into a certain type of demographic that may not be exactly who you are. But you may be trying to be that. And that's what the great thing about clothing is. Elaborate. For example, I have a belief that I could pull off a cowboy hat. <laughs> that's unsubstantiated by anything that I do, uh, considering I have no bones in me about going camping. I'm not yep. a camper. You know, I spent enough time in the bush. I don't need to go back there. I'm yeah. also not wrangling any uh, cow, horse, any uh, wildlife. Uh, but here we are. I still think I could pull it off. Mm. And I know you've also gone down the barrel of looking at uh, uh, cowboy hats and come to the same conclusion. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of shit in my cupboard that I thought I could pull off. I, I got into the fedora phase. You know how that was a thing in Melbourne? Dudes wearing fedoras with jeans and Chelsea boots. And I look at myself now and I go, oh, just my head is too round. It doesn't work. Um, but there's like, it's it's linked to the Jordan shoe thing. But I also think white dudes, we can't pull off sporting tops. Like we can't pull off basketball singlets on their own. Yeah, they just look cheesy. Yeah, we can't pull off NFL jerseys on their own. I'll, look, I'll, I'll back step and say the problem is with NFL jerseys, NBA jerseys, that um, Australians have wrecked them. 
Yeah, because we like wear them to the beach for some reason. Yeah, like the the rule of thumb is spot the Australian is you just go to LAX airport and you look for eighty five Lakers jerseys uh, and a couple of Yankees hats, and yeah. you will find the you will find oh. There we go, Terminal Seven or whatever, whatever the Qantas one is. You you don't even have to look on the board. Yeah, you just look for an over dense amount of white guys wearing, and it's just like, look, we get it, mate. The jersey's cool. You go on a flight, it's not comfortable. Yeah, the other day I saw this dude at the beach, and he had on pink Quicksilver board shorts, like bright neon pink Quicksilver board shorts, with a red Miami Heat D Wade jersey. And a fluoro green Milwaukee Bucks retro, like, no, Timberwolves retro 90s hat. So I was like, A, you can't wear two can't different have... teams at once. No. From the same sport. No. B, you're at the beach. <laughs> <laughs> C, none of those colors match. And D, again, it's the chi- the whole cheese seafood leg thing. Like, he didn't have a good body. So the cheese seafood arms just exacerbated the whole vision. Well, at, le- at least in the States, because it's not very uh, prominent here, but in the States, more it's more likely than not that someone has either played basketball or maybe on the way to play basketball. That's yeah. at least a conceivable percentage. Here it's not. There is, <laughs> yeah. It's just not part of our culture. Like it's playing pickup basketball. People don't even know how to play pickup basketball. You sit on Google trying to find... You literally punch in basketball court and one comes up 47 minutes away and you drive there and there's like three kids on it and you give up and go home. Yeah. That, that's, <laughs> how, that's how you play pick-up basketball in Melbourne. <laughs> so that doesn't help the case. No. We've thrown ourselves under the bus. But then I want to go... Okay, so what about this? What if we go into a time machine? What was... If I could hit a time machine now and go back to the 2000s, early 2000s, late 90s, and I could say, okay, time machine, take me to see what 16 or 15-year-old AP looks like at a house party. Because during the day, whatever. But a house party when there was potentially love interests attending is when a dude went into his cupboard at our age because we didn't have a lot of clothes and you pulled out your go-to outfit that you thought, yeah, pretty cool, baby. <laughs> like, what did that AP look like? What's, also, we'll premise that where I grew up, house parties were few and far between. It was more just someone had a paddock and that was kind of about it. <laughs> and everybody, everybody kind of knew, um, you know, all the parents and that kind of thing. So... Kind of was limited, but to be fair, for whatever reason, considering I grew up in like the bush kind of area, yeah. surf, it was all surf gear, yeah. billabong and rip curl, not even yeah. anywhere near the beach. Yeah. But to go to the beach, you would have to drive three and a half hours. Yeah. You were Minimum. an inland man. <laughs> yeah. It's not, not even anywhere. Like it's not even on the map. It's like the equivalent of wearing cowboy boots and a cowboy hat to the beach. <laughs> yes, it's, it's, you're exactly right. So, to be honest, it's always just, you know, trying to wear that. I think from memory, and I could be wrong, but I think towards the back end of high school was sort of the start of those, um, I think it was industry, 
those big like have the year on the front of year like lots of lots of words being like industry established 1962 <laughs> even though we just came up last year like big big bold letters i think i think that was the back end one i think i think that was it yes yeah, so you had like the globe etnies volcom oh i'd some mad i'd some mad skate shoes and i can't skate yeah i also yeah. can't skate <laughs> Did you rock jewelry? Did you have like the seashell jewelry or a shark tooth necklace or those metal nah. like kind of bead necklaces? I had a couple of wristbands. We also had those for a little bit longer too. So, but ne- clip on could- wristbands like the nah, leather nah. strap one. No, nah, it wasn't that cool. I think that was more you, Cordo, with the leather wristbands. <laughs> well, what about the hair? Was there gel? Was it product hair? Or were uh, you country boy? No effort. No, nah, I still had long hair. Oh, I had long hair for the most part. I had yeah, some nice. had some tips in there at one stage. That was really <laughs> in the what blonde dyed tips? Yeah, but that was also the back end of um, you know, all all the cricket players like Colin Miller and that would you know, everyone <laughs> suddenly everyone had bleach like white white peroxide hair. Yeah, um, but I couldn't do that because i had too long hair so that's that's okay but i just had the long hair but what about you Cordo? you would have had a few going no i i actually was like you it was all about the surfwear so i would have like the globe skate shoes on again could not skateboard i had the baggy kind of rip curl jeans where the heels had worn at the back because they were so baggy they'd get caught under the backs of my shoes and then I had the kind of white leather studded belts. Remember when the surf brands were making those kind of things? Yep. And then like a sort of bright yellow Quicksilver t-shirt. But then I would have like a Nike tennis hat on. <laughs> <laughs> so what looks like a meth head at the train station now was stock standard 16-year-old attire back in the day. Stalin. Yeah, I was pretty sexy, baby. <laughs> <laughs> And I I did have not a seashell necklace, but I had one that was like it had wooden ocean-themed things on it, you know, like a wave, like a wooden carved wave. I had one of those things on a necklace. Classic. What an absolute toss pot. It is interesting that the surf brands, for the most part, have generally fallen off a cliff. Well, yeah. Like our generation was their market and yeah. we've just we've abandoned them. Yeah, high and dry, high and dry. For so, well, Quicksilver and Billabong, they were like darlings of the stock exchange. <laughs> Just hemorrhaged once we all went to university and realized girls don't touch guys that wear baggy rip curl jeans and globe skate shoes. Ah, oh, what a time to be alive. But then later on, I did discover Fallout Boy kind of vibes and there was a period where Cordo had the older uh, black hair dye short and I don't know if it was wax or gel, maybe both. It was definitely both. I could feel. I feel like you would have snuck in some hairspray too to get the get the right vibe. Yeah, where my hair looked like an ice, like ice rink sheen on licorice. <laughs> yep, that's what I was picturing. Yeah, like I could have fit into American Pie as a side character at a house party. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate. There's another section that I wanted to bring up with you. And I'm driving this episode. There's content out the wazoo. I heard this expression the other day in the golf course. 
and it has stuck with me since. And I feel like I've been dropping it into a lot of stuff. So I think I'm pushing it on others, trying to make it more of a thing. But it got me thinking, like, this is a real thing, I think, in the dude community. And it's this concept of BDE, otherwise known as Big Dick Energy. (laughs) Now, it came about on the golf course where a mate I was playing with was hitting his driver so well that we got to a par three and he decided that he could just use his driver to get onto the green of the par three and he would just wind his shot back. And he's fraught with danger. Yeah, but he flopped it out like a penis and was like, and I looked at him and he was like, Cordo, this is big dick energy. I'm playing with big dick energy today. (laughs) And I loved it. And I've decided it's a thing. And so I was wondering, like, where are examples where guys bring big dick energy to stuff that they do? They don't necessarily have a big appendage, but it is the concept of doing something where you just think you're a baller, but you're kind of not. Look, golf is a great one because you can have it and lose it very, very quickly, as is the oxymoron of golf. Uh, I kind of actually think that that's... That's really one of the best cases because everything else is so uh, artificial or self-created to try give that illusion. I.e., I drive around in a Porsche. Uh, look at me, get, yeah. you know, get around my attitude or my Ferrari, and you know, maybe you just stole that Porsche. I don't know. It's uh, you know, you're trying to create the illusion. It's it's not a, it's not like a unnatural thing that you've just acquired or loaned for a brief period of time. Yeah. You can't teach it. It'd be like walking into Sizzler with your friends, but you're wearing a cowboy hat with shorts and a t-shirt. Yeah. And people are like, dude, why are you dressed like that? And you're like, it's a sick hat. So you're not posing. You're just genuinely like, you know what? I'm going to wear this hat. (laughs) No, but the thing is you haven't decided to wear the hat the hat just is there. It's, <laughs> it's become, it's just, just made its own way. Uh, yeah. To... Like the best example I saw, and it's another golf one, was a clip the other day of Tiger Woods where he was putting to win. I think it was a, a tournament, a, um, what do you call it? Playing against another player. So he was up and he needed the putt to stitch up the, the game against the other player. And the putt wasn't even halfway to the hole, and he walked towards the guy to shake his hand. Oh, I know the way they edited that. <laughs> <laughs> That's big dick energy. Match play golf has a lot of it. I also think that, um, weirdly enough, surfing has a bit of it. Yeah, because it- it's because it's so uncontrollable how. You know, you can be a great surfer. You, you can be an excellent surfer and you may not catch a break that day. Yeah. Um, you could be a rubbish surfer and for whatever reason, you just stick one. Yes. Uh, so there's a bit of that, you know, you see the guys coming out of the surf and they've landed one and they've just got a, a bit of a saunter about them. You know, they've also got that, oh, I'm so peaceful. I'm, I'm one with the ocean. Yeah. Uh, but at the back end, they're just like, I did something cool today and I didn't think it was going to happen and it happened and here we are. Yeah. You know what else I've decided is that big dick energy, and I'm sorry if this offends other people, but big dick energy, it's also about not being boisterous. It's actually about being understated in some formats. 
So what I'm getting at is, like, I'll say, I'll use Vince Carter when he won the dunk contest. I can't remember what year it was. He's dropping these massive dunks that we'd never seen before. And he just looks at the camera and he frowns. That's all he does. There's no fist pumping. There's no, I'm the greatest. It's just looking at the camera and going, it is what it is. (laughs) That's big dick energy. Or like a UFC fighter that throws a knockout punch. The dude's on the ground and instead of jumping on to finish it and have the referee pull him off, he's already walking to his corner. Not celebrating. He's just knocked him out and he's walking off to cash checks. Yeah, see, boxing, boxing in the UFC is sort of a bit of a weird one too because you've got you to gotta have such a persona that you basically are a killer. Yes. So it's a, it's a very fine line of uh, not manufactured because they're badass. Like there's no, there's no questions about that. They're all, they're all dudes who are doing some shit. Yeah. Uh, but there's also just a weird, sometimes like a bit of a weird calm about uh, how good they are, which uh, is frightening for most viewers. Yeah. I wanted to know, is there any aspects of your life where you think you are carrying the BDE around with you? No. <laughs> <laughs> Loosely, I think I may every now and then on the golf course, but it is so fleeting that it's not even worth... Give us an example so I can keep an eye out for it when we play next. Oh, look, you, as you mentioned, it, driving on golf, when, when your drive is worth working on golf and, you, and you're thumping golf balls... You feel like you're untouchable. Like m- making putts and making chips is all well and good. Um, the other one would be every now and then when I go have a shot of basketball and I get like a little bit hot, but not actually hot. I just get a couple of fadeaways <laughs> in that I didn't predict I'd make. And I'm a bit like, ooh, that's, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's what I was trying to do. But the sheer weight of my own am- amazement has shocked even myself. Yes, and then after another one to two shots, it's back to back to normal. So it doesn't. Yeah. It's very fleeting. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I feel the vibe. I feel that. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, I was just going to say. I think with mine, uh, I'm probably like you. I don't really have it in spades, but when I have in the past, it's always kind of backfired on me. So it'd be like a swimming race at school and I forgot my goggles and we're about to dive in and people are like, hey, you don't have your goggles, but I'm like, don't need them. So in the moment, I'm bringing that big dick energy, like, that's fine. But as soon as I then hit the water and the chlorine gets in my eyes, it's just like, ah, I'm just... <laughs> I'm, in the, I'm in the hurt locker, but I can't break character. So it doesn't count because I'm fully aware that I'm trying to bring the BDE to what I'm doing, but so you, I'm just not. So you come in, everyone's like, wow, that was badass. Like, I know. Can someone get me some eye drops, please? Yeah, exactly. It, like now? Stat? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you did such an awesome job, Koro. Thank you. Uh, I would love to say your name, but I'm currently unable to see clearly as to who it is in front of me that is paying me the compliments. <laughs> yeah. If you could please pass me the eye drops and call my mum. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dear. All right, my man. I reckon that about wraps it up for us. Yes, I I don't think I have any more uh, anecdotal uh, stories for you, Cordo, for uh, any BD. But look, I'll rest assured when it uh, next occurs, uh, probably this time next year, then I'll, uh, I'll, I'll let everybody 
back on the journey. Now, just quickly before we go, I'm going to put you on the spot. Just for the people out there, you would have gone to a school dance or a school ball or like a social, right? Where you first get dressed up in high school. Yep. Describe to our listeners what little AP looked like getting ready. And it was very different. Like, again, the the country bespoke item. I, I recall going to one in about grade six, so about 12. Yeah. And I don't think it was – I don't think I had a suit. Um, but, again, I can't really – I can't really remember that one. Um, <laughs> but, that, again, they were so – if they ever did happen, they'd either just get cancelled or were major – like, we're talking major flops. You know, yeah. oh, the hall is going to happen that, you know, there's – you know, year seven to nine, and there'd be like 30 people out of 200, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, so there's never really any damage <laughs> of anything massive happening. But again, everybody's all just awkward. And there's always like a DJ with like one and a half smoke machines. So not like, <laughs> so not two, but somehow it's like, it's one and a half. And, yeah. and you're like, oh, this is just, no. <laughs> And so, none of this is any good. So the left side of the dance floor is inhospitable to dancers, but the right side is good because the jet's not working on that. But side. like that's also the louder speaker or the or the wrong <laughs> or the one that flickers or just whatever it is. It's some something bizarro like that. Yeah. That is where you need to go to hear Sophie Ellis Baxter murder on the dance floor pumping. <laughs> Absolute tune. It probably was about that time too. <laughs> Followed by uh five uh and a couple I mean all oh, we all look back uh, now and think of those songs fondly, but at the time they were probably on the edge. Oh, I remember being in year nine or year 10 and drinking Sprite cans with my mates in a circle, not talking to any of the girls that were on the other side of the hall. And the Venga bus came on and we took our ties off and were twirling them around in the air, chanting the Venga bus is coming. It is amazing. <laughs> Now that was I that, say it out loud, was I that, instantly regret this. Was that uh, BDE, Cordo? Uh, I would say that is the opposite of BDE. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, my man. Thank you very much. No, thanks for that, Cordo. Folks at the Sidelines Media on our social handles, you can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts. Don't forget to chuck some reviews up if you're there. Don't forget to follow us so then you get alerts when the episodes come right out. We love your support. Thanks again. My man OP, take care, bro. To Cordo, enjoy the uh, long weekend. Yes, happy Easter, everybody. Take care. Bye-bye. See you guys.